Hey, y'all, welcome back to episode 127 of the Late Night Vision Show. And Hans has got me all messed up tonight. I'm, he, he's, he's been nothing but complaining. He said my mic was been too far away from me. He wants to wants me to get all up uncomfortably, unnaturally close to this thing. And I'm this is as close as I'm getting. Then I, I feel like I got somebody staring at me. It's all up close to me, and my cap doesn't look right. And I don't know. He's got me he's, all yeah. all out of sorts. But well, uh, this this is the late night vision show, and and that is uh, Mr. Hansi's Texas. You here peeking in over there? Yeah. You know, as the executive producer of the show, I want to make sure that the the audio sounds perfect. <laughs> and I noticed in the last couple of videos that we've done on YouTube that it looks like your microphone's like off of your desk, like the camera's barely. <laughs> in in video uh the on the video screen so you know these mics were set up that you put them close to your face you know six to eight inches and boy it threw jason off his game it was like i don't uh, like it it's and then he, he wants me to get right up here and, and talk like this cap didn't look like it was on straight but anyway thank you all for joining us episode 127 it's a mess. <laughs> it is a mess oh, it is man. guys is he's going to be off his game tonight. So I'm going to uh, pull am. him across the finish line tonight. Cause we've got a big uh, review. We've got the pulse CR, uh, the pulse CR, the pulse CR. we got the pulse. That's a new man, brand. You got me so tickled before the show <laughs> that I can barely keep a straight face right now. Uh, Cause I know, I know how you get, you start, uh, squirming and getting all red faced over there because I don't feel right. But we have the Pulsar Axion XQ 38 full review right now. The much anticipated brand new, <clears throat> Uh, thermal monocular from Pulsar to come out that's been announced. There's a couple different models. Before we get into the full review of the Axion XQ38, we're going to do a quick rundown because there has been a, Jason, there's been a lot of different Axion models that come out o- over the past couple of years now. And um, yeah. some have gone away. Some are still here. There's a lot of confusion as far as when people call up, they, they call about a certain model and we have to say, well, that one's not around anymore. So we're going to do a, a quick recap of it and then we'll get right into the uh, review. But to start out in the lineup of the Axion models, uh, we've got the Axion Key XM22. Now the key, when you hear the word key, that means it is uh, no video included. Um, you know, no Wi-Fi streaming, anything like that. So it, it, it is the model that does not cl- include video or audio recording. So if you hear the word key, that that's that's what that means. But you have the the Axion, and, and it also has a smaller, physically display, smaller, yeah. lower resolution display screen. Display Just screen. To bring yes, sir. That up. Thank you for yeah. adding that. Oh, he got back on his game quick. Uh, so you got the uh, Axion Key XM22. Uh, which is a fixed focus um, objective, so you can't uh, obviously focus that objective lens on it. That price is twelve hundred dollars, followed by the uh, Axion Key XM30, which is a two and a half power focusable objective. I don't know if I said it on the first one. The XM22 is a two power. The XM30 Key is a two and a half power. That does have a focusable objective lens on it. That one's sixteen hundred dollars. Uh, the new, the newest one before the one we're about to talk about now, uh, the one we've already done a review on most recent is the Axion XM30S, which has that new updated uh, viewfinder screen on it. That's a four and a half power um, uh, base magnification. Uh, of course, it comes with video recording. It's got the stream vision, all that kind of stuff with it. But uh, price on that is nineteen ninety nine. Uh, today we're talking about the Axion X. Uh, XQ38, which is a three and a half power, um, does have onboard video recording, um, those type of features. Price on that, 
2499 that's a three and a half power and then we'll be talking about soon very soon uh, later on down the road the axion xq38 lrf three and a half base magnification uh, it does have the built-in integrated laser rangefinder in it and a lot of people have been very excited and, and asked a lot of questions about that that one is um, $27.99, but it does not include video or the Stream Vision app, um, but does have the uh, same image quality uh, mm-hmm. as the, uh, the, the Exion XQ38 that we're going to be talking about tonight. So that's a very brief good. rundown, a very brief yeah, rundown the- of all the Axion models that are out right now. Now, there's a couple of them that have been discontinued. So if you're calling and you're asking about this, uh, the Axion XM30, and the Axion XM38, both of those were discontinued in January 2019. Um, so, man, right there, we're just looking at a list of six. Two of them aren't around anymore, um, but there are, uh, I'm sorry, there's seven. Uh, two of them aren't around, five of them are, around, are, are here and are, are available. But there's a, a lot to talk about there. <laughs> we uh, that, There is, and you did a really good job on that. I thought you had forgot the two discontinued nah, models. I got my notes right here. And then you, 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 and you had it right there. I'm impressed. But we are talking well, about, of course, like I said, the Pulsar Axion XQ38. Uh, as always, the format of the show, when we do these, we're going to be talking about specs. Jason's about to run down the specs. Uh, I know he's going to talk a little bit about this compared to another thermal monocular that's out by Pulsar, the Helion. Um, we're going to talk about obviously our likes, dislikes, who it's good for, um, ID ranges, all that good stuff. And then, uh, Jason's going to give us final overview of this product. So we're getting, we're going to get right into it right now. So yeah, I want to jump into this. If you're not familiar with the Axion models, uh, Hans, I'm assuming that you're holding that up. Do you have that there with you? Wow. Let me turn around real quick. Hey, if you're oh, gosh. listening it's... on uh, iTunes, thank you very much. But we were so prepped on trying to get this show laid out and figure out Jason's microphone situation. That I forgot it. I've got it in my hand right now, though. We're good to go. Okay, great. So so Hans is holding that. The only thing I want to say is I know there's some people may not be familiar with what a Pulsar Axion is. It is a uh, thermal monocular. It is a very, very small uh, ergonomic a lightweight monocular. Uh, if you are familiar with them, I, I want to bring up something that's important. This XQ38 is a slightly larger unit. So if you, uh, I've posted some pictures, I believe on uh, Facebook and Instagram of the, if I didn't, maybe I haven't. Yeah, I'm going to then. Did, I thought you did. I, I know that I posted some, I, I know that I have them. I don't know if I posted them, mm-hmm. but I, I will. Uh, of this unit compared to a regular size Axion. Uh, it, it, if you just look at a picture of it, you would think it's the same size. You yeah. put them side by side, you see it's slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit wider. And the objective lens is obviously bigger. A 38, uh, you know, it's got a, a 38 millimeter objective. Uh, could be a 32. Um, so I know it's called a 38. That's a focal length. Uh, I actually looked and uh, Pulsar didn't have that listed, but it is a larger objective lens. It is focusable, but it's just a slightly bigger unit mm-hmm. and it also weighs more. Uh, so the all the other regular Axions, uh, depending on the model, weigh between 9, 10 ounces. This unit weighs about 15 ounces. So it is, um, you know, significantly heavier. I mean, by 
five, six ounces. Uh, but it, it, if you put them side by side, it's not that much bigger. Uh, like I said, but I wanted to mention that to you, if you're familiar with it, um, we'll get into uh, one more change here in a minute. So the XQ, anything Pulsar, when you hear XQ, you know what that means. If you're familiar with their lineup, it means that it is a 384 by 288 uh, thermal core sensor. That's what it's got in it. It's the resolution of the thermal core. 384 by 288 is 17 microns. Like all the other pulsars, it is a 50 hertz refresh rate. And it is worth noting that this uh, XQ384 sensor is the new 40 millikelvin rating. That is the more sensitive uh, sensor uh, that um, that Pulsar has come out with this year and some of their their other stuff, they've got you know, the 40 millikelvin, a lot of the XPs, but they've got it in this unit as well. Uh, as Hans mentioned, it is a 3.5 power base magnification. That's as low as the magnification goes, but it does have digital zoom. It goes all the way up to 14 power. You're probably not going to want to use it uh, more than about 7 power. When you start getting up into that digital zoom, it's going to get grainy on you. It does have a full-size AMOLED HD display. Uh, so it is the larger display. It looks normal when you look in there. It's full size like you would expect it to. High resolution. As I mentioned, it has a focusable objective. Now here's something that's a little bit different. All the other Axions use the Pulsar APS-3 removable rechargeable battery pack. Well, this unit is a little bit larger and they've got a new battery called an APS-5 battery. It's actually got a little different way that this thing locks in. It's kind of got a, a cap that goes on the end of battery. You drop it in and twist so it locks in. It's actually a little better locking mechanism uh, than the other Axions. Uh, now, one quick thing on this battery, because I, I don't want to forget this. It's going to come up. People say, oh, wow, it's a larger APS battery. Can I use that in my Thermion or my other axions no this battery is larger in diameter it will not work in those optics so it's just you know it's made right now specifically for this unit there'll probably be you know i'm mm -hmm. speculating some other units in the future that it might work in uh, this battery is going to have a uh, retail price is what they're telling us of 79.97 so it's actually going to be um, a little bit cheaper than like the aps threes which was a surprise to me Battery life. I put this thing on the bench, uh, charged it completely up. Uh, this is just indoors, uh, sitting there, you know, mostly running nonstop. I did have to stop it two or three times. Uh, I did use it a couple times, zooming in, checking some hogs and some deer out with it. Uh, you know, I'd start the stopwatch and stop the stopwatch. But honestly, this is pretty much just a sitting there idle. Uh, time and we got five hours and 24 minutes uh, out of this unit so i'm very happy with that i think in the field that's going to shrink down some uh, because you probably will be recording and doing other things but uh, about five and a half hours there on the bench which is absolutely respectable i was very happy with um, it also has eight different color palettes uh, black hot white hot and then several different colors it's got a 1475 yard detection range uh, Pulsar tests their detection ranges by human-sized target standing up. It just means that you can detect that there is some sort of heat there. That's a very long ways. Uh, 
I, I'm not denying it. I, I can't see 1,500 yards anywhere to test that, uh, but that is their official detection range. It does have the audio and the video recording. It does have the Stream Vision app. It is like all the other Pulsars, an IPX uh, six seven rating that is dust and waterproof, fully submersible, three foot for thirty minutes, and I already mentioned there that it's about fifteen ounces, mm -hmm. which is a little bit larger than the other yep. Axions. So that is the quick rundown. I'm going to get a drink here because I wore myself. <laughs> now I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, price on it again twenty four ninety nine. If you're interested in purchasing this Axion unit, which is brand new. Uh, or any other Axion unit, give us a call at 877-350-1818. Hop onto the website, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You'll be able to look at uh, this. Uh, you'll see all the specs in writing. Also, I'll be doing a review of this unit very soon. So I know once I do my review, I think Jason will probably link the video from the website to my review uh, like he's done in the past. So uh, when yep. you, uh, if you want more information, check out the website, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Definitely. And it is uh, early October of 2020. So if you're watching this down the road and we're talking about, you know, it being brand new or we're talking about this LRF model that is soon to come, uh, you know, if you're watching this a month or two down the road or a year or two, these things will, you know, probably already be out here, but we're just, I wanted you to know when this is. So one quick thing I want to get into, uh, I'm talking about the image quality on this unit. Hans and I'll get into a little more of that. I'll say right on the front, this does have by far the best image quality of any of the Axions that we've mm -hmm. used. It is noticeably better than the other models, any of the other models. Yeah. Very impressed yeah. with this XQ38, uh, you know, the 384 larger resolution. Uh, definitely, I like this better. Now, uh, the very first thing when I saw it, I knew it was better. And I was like, what does this compare to? And my initial thought was the Helion, a Pulsar Helion XQ38. That is a 3.1 power, uh, again, 384 by 288, 17 micron uh, thermal monocular that Pulsar sells for $3,000. Now, it is worth noting that model is now in the process of being discontinued. It will be replaced, the Helion, with a Helion 2 XQ38. So I'm going to compare this, though, briefly to... Uh, the original Helion XQ38, because the new one's not here for me to compare it to yet. Uh, I believe, having not put these side by side, okay, I'm working off my old fuzzy memory, but I've used the XQ38 Helion a lot. I think this unit is very comparable to that. I think it's a slight step down mm -hmm. in image quality, but I do think it's extremely comparable. And I spoke to somebody else uh, who's had one of these in their hands. Uh, it's someone who uh, I trust their opinion, and they got a lot of experience. That's the exact same thing. Yeah. They said this looks like a Helion XQ38 original model. So I feel good about that. Uh, I just want to bring that up, give you some comparison. When I say that it's better than the other Axions, mm -hmm. well, what's it compared to? I think it compares uh, very closely to that 3000 dollar unit yep. so that is my two cents on kind of where this thing comes in i agree with you 100 percent. i i uh i do think and i don't think there's any debate on this that the image quality on this xq38 axion um of all the axions that are on the market does have the best picture image i'm so glad that pulsar uh put a 384 resolution into the axion model uh, so i was really excited about that 
Uh, and it does. It, there's no doubt about it. Uh, with, a, with the increased resolution, um, if for those that, you, that don't know, the, uh, the Axion XM models, they have the 320 resolution 12 micron. So this is the 384 resolution uh, 17 micron, which is the same um, you, you know, resolution micron levels that the, uh, that the trails use, uh, that the new XQ Thermions are on, uh, that 384, that's what this is. And uh, the increased resolution with this unit compared to the other Axions along with the larger objective lens really does help it uh, get, I think, a considerable, um, considerably more uh, picture image than, or better picture image than the, uh, the XM models. Now, um, I want to talk about ID range real quick because I've had this unit out a bunch. I know you've had it out uh, at your place. I had this thing out last night um, and several nights before. Got lots of video with it. Um, I'm going to say real conservatively, uh, and I think this is pretty dang accurate as far as ID range. I'm going to say this is going to be about a 300-yard good ID range monocular where you can tell if, you know, there's a, if it's a coyote or, or what it is, a raccoon a or yeah. armadillo at 300 yards. Well, 300 yards, if it's a, a possum or armadillo, you might have to take a couple looks, extra looks at it. If it's that, you know, that far away in a small animal, but yeah, coyote, deer, hog, whatever. I mean, I was looking at cows last night at about 800 yards. I knew there were cows because I knew there was cows in this field. So there was no real debate, but, um, anything past, I think four or 500 yards. If you're looking at a, a hog or a deer, it's going to be hard to tell the difference. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, Jason, and I talked about this before the show and you know, the 300 yard to me was, um, the best, I think if most realistic ID range, if you're looking at um, getting something like this. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that, um, we've got to remember what this is. It's $2,499. Mm-hmm. And while I know to a lot of people, they're like, yeah, that's $2,499 bills. That's a lot of money, but we've got to think about where we're coming from with thermal monoculars and what they used to be. And I know you can say, well, yeah, but Pulsar's got these other models that are twelve and $1,600, and they do. Yeah. But they don't have this image quality. Yeah. They don't have this large display. Um, I, I tell you, this is, and we're going to say this a lot, it is the best Axion yet. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's the first time, you know, a lot of us have been saying like, you know, we love the design. We wish we could do something else. We wish that we could get a little better image. And this is the first time that I've said, okay, we've got some hope. Yeah. All right. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, we're moving in the right direction. Cause I know there's a lot of us that would love to see one of these in a high resolution 640, Mm -hmm. you know, great image quality, like we're getting out of our Helion, but in this form factor. And so kind of speaking of that, I want to go in a little bit to the likes and the dislikes, and I'm going to run down mine. And if I leave something out or Hans has, you know, got a different opinion, uh, or he may disagree with me on some of this, then because we didn't go over this beforehand. Right. So this is what what my opinion is. I'm going to go with my dislikes first. I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> um, personally, for my personal use uh, for hog hunting, I don't like the three and a half power. I would love that to be two to two and a half power, three max. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my personal opinion. If I was coyote hunting, 
if I was on big fields, if I was in farm country, even hunting hogs again, you know, farm ground, that sort of thing, the three and a half power is not bad. I will say it's way better for what I'm doing than the XM30S Axion mm. that's four and a half power. It's noticeably less. It is a usable magnification for a hog hunter. It's just really more than you need. Right. I mean, if you could get this down in that two, two and a half with a wider field of view, uh, it would be be great. So I, that's that's a little bit of my personal complaint. But again, where where for me it's not the best, it, you know, for what you and I are doing maybe in East Texas, uh, again, more wide open country, it's going to be really, really good. And if I was in this price range, and I really like the Axion design, I can live with it. Yeah. I could make it work. Yeah. I mean, I, I could live with that. Um, I I think that the image quality, as good as it is, there is something going on, and I can't quite put my finger on it, um, but it's it, the edges of the animals in white hot and black hot are what I'm going to call kind of blooming out. So I don't feel like, and this is not something that I notice at 50 yards, mm -hmm. 75 yards. Uh, it's something that I see on smaller animals, not cows. I mean, I see it on, uh, you know, hogs, coyotes, deer at that 150, 200, you know, that getting those longer ranges. It seems like there's this blooming effect where the edges get soft just a little bit and i'm seeing this in black hot and white hot are you i mean you you seeing that yeah definitely i, I was scrolling through a bunch of the uh color paths last night and and black hot to me was um w a lot of the blooming around the the edges of the animals kind of made it a little bit difficult when you're trying to id smaller animals at further distances away um, you're right. I mean, the, the image is, is really good. And this is kind of a minor thing that we're bringing up, but when you put it into, sure. um, really the color palette that I think kind of, uh, to me looks the best is either like red monochrome or sepia. And I'll, those have gotten really popular here lately because they're a lot easier mm -hmm. on the eyes, but it seems like to me in those color palettes, uh, the, the image is even sharper than it is on black hot. Uh, or even white hot. It kind of I don't know if it screens out some of that that noise on the uh, on the image, yep. but it it does. I notice it. Um, you know, uh, the buddy that I went with and showed it to, he noticed it as well. So yeah, you're right. I mean, you're 100 percent right on that. Like I said, it's it's not a huge deal, but yeah, for I, sure knows I don't want to. What I'm we're just being honest with you. I mean, we're trying to we're trying to critique this. Uh, you know. That's what we try to do with these optics is if we find things that we would like to see improved, this is, we just tell you, mm -hmm. I think that for twenty four ninety nine, I can absolutely live with it. I mean, yeah, we exactly. are, we're, we're giving this a, a very hard time, but uh, I, I would say one thing that's worth mentioning too, Hans and I are looking at a ton of thermal optics mm -hmm. seven nights a week, oh, yeah. a lot of different optics. So we we're you know we're really hard on them because we see so many different optics so when we see something it really stands out to us i might show this to 100 people and 99 of them go i don't even know what you're talking about yeah. it looks yeah. wonderful to me so um i don't want to major on the minor too long there uh the the battery uh, i know a lot of people like to complain about the battery life on the axions compared to the helions 
you know, the Helions can get 10 to 13 hours off the stock battery. Uh, this thing, like I said, we're looking at about, you know, five to five and a half hours uh, on a bench test. So obviously, yeah, it's, it's half the battery life, but it's tiny. It's a very small unit. Uh, I'm okay with that. That doesn't bother me, uh, in my personal opinion, for the amount of time I'm out hunting, I can live with it. Yeah. But what I really am a little disappointed in is that it's another battery. It's, it's a, a different, different, battery. Yeah, different battery. It's an APS five. It's like, if you already owned a Thermion or another Axion, you can't use your batteries. It's a different battery. And so, you know, it's a little bit of a complaint. I am happy about the the battery life and i'm happy that the price is supposed to be about 80 bucks on this mm -hmm. battery that i'm i'm good with that at least it's not a more expensive battery mm -hmm. or anything like that so i mean i'm being nitpicky here but folks this is what we do we're, we're trying <laughs> to find everything we can to let you know before you know yeah. you decide to make the purchase on one of these sight unseen so that's my negatives pretty darn minor uh really uh that's nitpicking i'm looking for something now my likes I got a lot of them, but I'm going to number this down a little bit uh, the best that I can. And, and this kind of just goes again. I've, I've mentioned this about all the axions, the size, the weight, the ergonomics. Uh, this unit is something you can absolutely put a lanyard around your neck and you can carry this thing on your chest. Mm -hmm. uh, I know guys say, well, I do that with, you know, an axion or uh, some scope that's the size of a two by four, and I'm sure you can do it. But these little things are super small. They're lightweight. You can, there is no problem shoving this into the pocket of a coat, a hoodie, um, you know, the, the small pocket on a backpack, again, around your neck. I love the size and the weight. I'm going to go on the record and say this, I'm dropping my pen over here. Uh, I believe that the Axion is the best designed size, weight, ergonomic thermal monocular ever made, period. Wow. Um, I, I do. Well, I mean, I just think that design is wonderful. Mm. And, and as we improve this image quality, it just gets me more and more excited mm. about, you know, where we could go with this. Yeah. And so I really, really like it. And then, you know, a big deal. What do I like? I like the price. I think the price is really good at $24.99 for what you're getting here. I think there's a lot of value. All, all the features, the video recording, all that. Um, the uh, the larger lens, the really good focus. I'm going to say this is one thing that I've noticed specifically about this unit more than any of the other Axions, in my opinion, ever. Whether it's the old XM3038, the current XM30S, the Key X, all of those that are focusable, I believe the focus on this is better. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can get a tighter, sharper focus. And I don't know if it is uh, the actual, you know, focusable objective, the parts mm -hmm. the that are better, or I don't know if it's just this, you know, larger, higher resolution, 384 XQ core that's in it. Whatever it is, I really like the focus a lot better. So those are my likes and dislikes. Do you have anything yeah. that I left out or that you would change? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the battery, uh, is a, is a like for me. I'm going to, I'm going to mark the battery in the like section. Here's why. That's weird. Now nah, put it as a dislike and you're moving it as a like. I'm just All right, playing here devil's advocate here. You know, it is a different battery. So, um, 
if you own an Axion right now, um, that battery's not going to fit in this, but the likelihood that you're going to buy two Axions that are different models, <laughs> not very likely, but right. bigger battery, more battery life. And thank you, Pulsar. Thank you for making these battery batteries removable because so mm-hmm. many people these days uh, are not liking the fact that manufacturers are um, using non-removable batteries. It scares a lot yeah. of people. And so sure. th- there's no internal battery on this. It removes, you can change it out. You can buy new batteries. You can buy you a whole pocket full of batteries. If you feel like, <laughs> like you feel like you're going to yeah. have problems with it, but that to me is an advantage uh, in a like. So I, I do like the battery setup picture image. Very good. It's the best of all the axions. Like we talked about larger objective lens. I agree with you on the tighter focus form factor is great. I, I agree with er, ergonomics. Um, man, I feel like I'm losing my voice here. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> the, uh, I, I, there's a lot to like about this unit. Um, and you know, we talk about the, the magnification levels, uh, at three and a half, it's a little bit too much for you and I. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a compromise or somewhat of a compromise in between the, the four and the four and a half power (laughs) that they had that they rolled out with and the people, you know, that were at the two and the two and a half. So it's right there in the middle. I can, you know, it can kind of be used. Now I had it up the other night and it was a challenge seeing, you know, finding some animals that were closer because it, it is such higher magnification, but I think they're just trying to meet everybody in the middle with putting that at three and a half. Uh, I like, we didn't talk about this, the lens cap cover, um, has a, in the other ones might have this, I may have forgotten, but it's got a magnet in it. So I'm, you know, they do, they, they've yeah. all got that, but that is very, so the very lens cool. cap Show them that. cover has a magnet in it and it, and it uh, sticks to the, um, hand strap. So there was a couple times in the last several nights I had it out. I'm like, where's the lens cap? I can't find the lens cap. And it's stuck to the, the hand, the uh, hand strap on the back. And I'm like, Oh, there it is. That's pretty handy. So I do the, like that. This uh, is, I'm going to butt in here real quick. I want to just make this point. And this is something that, you know, um, I'm going to labor this for just a second. <laughs> what Hans is talking about right there, it seems like if you're just listening to this, you're like, okay, big deal. There's a magnet yeah. in the lens cap. Woohoo. That is the little bitty small thing yeah. that I love about Pulsar. Yeah. And this is what you're getting from a European optic company mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, they care. I mean, they, and that, I had a guy on the phone today and he's like, man, I just, I'm worried about, uh, you know, moving to some of these pulsar optics. They look delicate. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not delicate. I mean, th- these things you can, you know, they're made for 375 H and H is the rifle scopes. I was like, they're not, but, but I said, what I think it is you're seeing is you're seeing that European attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly like this Axion. I mean, it's a sleek little design, that hand strap, uh, it's padded, it's adjustable. You can make that fit, you know, uh, some big burly guy's hand, a, a kid's hand. You can, you know, pull it down tight, that lens cap. Otherwise, that thing's going to be dangling around yep. in your way. That little magnet flips it right back there. I'm telling you, there is some attention yeah. to detail in the design, and I do appreciate that. And and so I know I'm kind of going off on a rabbit trail there, but that's just one of those little bitty things that you're like, wow, that well, was 
Yeah, that was you nice. can tell that um, either the people that are building these scopes are hunters or they're talking to a lot of hunters because it's something like that <laughs> that says, right. man, this it, lens cap, it keeps flopping around and getting in the way. It'd be nice if it could stick back out of the way. So like I said, either they're hunters or they're talking to hunters. But yeah, I agree with you, the, mm-hmm. the attention to detail. But um, I think the price point's um, pretty good for you know mm-hmm. the fact that it's the best image quality of all the Axions. It's got all the bells and whistles, larger objective lens. Um, it's a lower price than Helion XQ38, so it's kind of in that in-between price range. And, uh, you know, man, these uh, these thermal monoculars in 2020 are starting to stack up when it comes to options. So we... Uh, it's getting to be a lot It's of a crowded options. field, and if you are in the market for a thermal monocular, this is the best time to be and, and to find one and to, and to uh, be in the market for one because there's a lot of options. There's a lot of choices uh, and a lot of good ones out there. And this is just another one in, in the, uh, uh, you know, in the way to, to find something that you want. So those are my likes so, and, and uh, they're pretty similar yeah. to yours. Well, let's, let's do this. I mean, we've talked about that, you know, we think this is a pretty good bit of magnification. Um, but, at the same time, I know that there's there's hog hunters that are using yeah. the Axion XM30, uh, the XM38, now the XM30S. Those are all higher magnification than this. I mean, I know you've got a a, a buddy there by you that that bought an XM38 mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. That was a five and a half power yeah. magnification Axion that's discontinued now. And uh, I mean, from my understanding, I think he loves it. Yeah, he yeah, uses and it and really likes it. And he's hunting right there in the same yeah, same, same area you are. It's so. just uh, it, it depends on your hunting spots. You know, uh, my buddy Hayden, he's a he's a big listener of the show and lives in our town. But he, they, his family, they've got a a bunch of land they run cattle on and and cut hay off of, and they've got some big wide open stretches of field. I mean, you know, eight hundred acres is not. Uh, uncommon for where he's looking across. I mean, huge mm-hmm. plots of field that they've cleared and they've, they've worked the land and they've got it all cleared out for him. It's exactly what he needs. I mean, he can pull into the gate and look from uh, the gate right off the road down to the bottom of the field. And that's, and it works out perfect yeah, for him. And, and that's and why I mean, that's a high it. magnification optic. Yeah. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, is that, you know, w- we have certain things we like and, and we know what we want. And uh, so uh, I don't want to say this won't work for somebody else, but to tell me, who do you think, in your opinion, and I'll tell you what I think, mm-hmm. who's this good for? What What's the guy need to be doing uh, to say, you know what? Yeah, this is a great choice of a monocular. If you want to ID between two and 300 yards, maybe possibly a little bit further, I think this is the right monocular for you. Uh, you know, I think it's, I, I, you hate to say that it's for everybody, that everybody's going to be able to use this because there are some cases that it's not. I mean, if you're hunting in thick woods and, you know, you're yeah. looking at 30 or 40 yard shots, this is not going to be the monocular you're going to want to go with. I can tell you that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I would say for the common hunter out there, and we don't need to forget about the deer hunters also, um, you know, they yes. use these axions. We've sold a lot of these to deer hunters that are, uh, using these as they walk out into their stands um, in the mornings or, you know, maybe trying to find a deer that they shot right before dark. Let's hope they shot it right before dark. <laughs> and uh, or are, <laughs> are out tracking a, a wounded or, or dying deer. Um, but I think, you know, if you're hog hunting in places where uh, you've got pretty uh, good wide stretches of field, I mean, if you got a field that's, 
I don't know, uh, at least a couple hundred acres that's spread out, maybe, uh, you know, three or 400 acres uh, that, you know, you want to be able to see across. If you're going into little spots like I am through the woods, driving through trails, looking at a field that's, you know, that's in the middle of a forest, but it's a cleared out section of about five acres, this is going to be way too much for you, I think. Um, the place mm-hmm. that I went to last night, uh, 800 acres, most of it's cleared out. It was pretty good for there because there's really wide open stretches you could see, uh, and it was perfect for that spot. But I know if I take it to uh, some of my other places, it, it's just not going to be a good fit. And I will tell you this from personal experience. Um, I ride around on a mule a lot, and I scan while I'm driving uh, with the lights off, but I scan with my monocular. Um, the three and a half power when I'm scanning, especially at close ranges, it makes me sick. gives me a headache because it's so, yeah. so magnified. So that's where I like the, the two power or two and a half power. Um, but I, I think if, uh, if you're a hog hunter or a coyote hunter and you're hunting over a couple hundred acres of wide open field, I, I think well, this is something that's going to be good for you. Yeah. I want to say one quick thing about the scanning and moving. I agree with that, but I will say where that gets negated just a little bit is if you're driving and scanning and looking out four or five, 600 yards. If you're like us though, and you're driving and scanning and you're looking out and you're looking at 20 oh, yeah. to a hundred yards, yeah. then it's a big difference. I mean, cause then it's like, Oh man, it's up my face. Yeah. But if you're looking out across a wide open rolling field, then that magnification won't bother you near exactly. as much. Scanning. And, so, and we do yeah. a lot of, uh, we do a lot of just driving up and down tree lines. So we're kind of driving through a field, but we're scanning the tree line pretty close to see if there's something mm-hmm. back in there. And, and yeah, you're exactly right. If you're, if you're looking at a, on a mule and you, and not, we're not talking about y'all, we're not riding a mule with a, it's a side by side. People think we're up on mules riding around on land. With, you know, hey, it's East Texas. You don't have donkeys. We are all riding around on donkeys. Donkeys. Yeah. But if you're on the side by side and you, and if you're looking out five or 600 yards away from you in a clear fit, I, it's no problem. Or four, even, yeah. even three or 400 yards. But if you're looking at no. 50 yards, uh, take you some Advil with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, I, I think that I concur with all that. I think if you're a coyote hunter, this is an absolute dream of a monocular for you. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not too much. It's not too little. I think it's really, really good. A lot of coyote hunters are already using three to four power scopes. So this is going to fit right in with those. Well, right. I think you'll really like it again. Hog hunters, I think if you're hunting in, uh, like you've said, I mean, I think we've labored it, you know, larger fields, looking four or five, six, seven hundred yards, perfect for that, uh, farm ground, any of that. And you know what? If it fits the budget and it fits the size and the weight and all that, um, this, in my opinion, still fits a hog hunter, even hunting like we are, mm-hmm. because I think the, I can tell you this, if you left this up to me, and you gave me a two and a half power Axion XM30 key, okay, for seven to, or sixteen hundred dollars. Sorry, sixteen hundred dollars, and you gave me the choice of that or this at three and a half power. I would take this because mm-hmm. the image quality oh, is yeah. so much better. Yeah, I agree. So, so my, my point is that it kind of comes down to picking and choosing. You can't always have the perfect thing. you got to find what fits your situation and your budget. And if you're looking for the best image quality and you like the Axion design, uh, I would go with this no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if you go, well, it's a little more magnification than I need. This is the one I would go with. So anyway, I think it's going to be good for 
for a lot of different people. But overall, uh, I think just in summary, uh, without just, you know, laboring what we've already said, I think it is a great unit. I think it's going to serve a lot of purposes. We've, we've mentioned the Helion here. I know there is a new Helion 2 XQ38 uh, coming out. It's going to be in that $3,000 range again. Uh, and I, I already had a couple of guys say, well, man, it's you know $500 more. That just makes more sense to buy that and blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. This unit is going to outsell the Helion by far, mm -hmm. by far. Reason is size, weight, ergonomics, and price. Those things yeah, that I said are my yeah, likes. Yeah. That's why. If $500 is $500. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that look at this and go, man, I mean, I can just slide that in my pocket. You know, I could wear that around my neck and, and you know, it's lightweight. Mm -hmm. So it's going to sell really, really well. People are going to love it. Uh, I think this is a great unit. Uh, I think it's interesting. You moved. Uh, what I said was kind of a negative to the positive yeah. uh, category. I've been thinking about that, and I think you're right. It is a positive and a negative. Uh, it, it's it's not a negative if you don't own another Pulsar that takes those APS-3s. Right. Right. Because what's it matter to you? It's just a battery. Yeah. It's actually, in your point, it's a, it's a positive because it's a little better battery and it's a little less expensive. So that's a good yeah. thing. Um, and I do think, I want to I mention that, speaking of the batteries, you made me think of this. Uh, I'm very thankful it's not internal, mm -hmm. but I know guys that are complaining going, man, you know, it's these proprietary batteries and, and, and Hans and I've talked about this on the show. It's true, but you would also be complaining if this thing was taken to CR123A batteries, mm -hmm. you know, then you'd say, man, alive, you know, I got to buy these batteries all the oh, time. Yeah. I wish this thing had a rechargeable battery. And so that's how we got here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I think this is a, a good compromise. It's a good battery. It's removable. And at 80 bucks, you know, you pick up one uh, spare battery, maybe two, and you're going to be really, really good to go with this. Yep. Uh, also, I should mention that when you get the, uh, the monocular, it does come with one APS-5 battery and a dual charger. So you can plug the cord into the side of the monocular and charge it that way. Uh, or you can take it out, the battery out, and you can plug it into this little cradle charger. Uh, if you get a spare battery, you know, it's a dual charger, so you can charge two at once. Uh, that all comes with this. Uh, we should have mentioned that before. So there's a couple different ways to charge it. You can run it off of a USB battery pack mm -hmm. uh, in the field if you needed to for some reason. So a lot of options overall. I think it's a buy. It's a great monocular. Uh, if we didn't like it, we wouldn't review it. That's our policy on the show. And uh, we both really like it and really happy with it. So if you're looking for uh, an Axion XQ38 or the soon-to-come Axion XQ38 Laser Range Finder, hit us up at Outdoor Legacy. Yep, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You can call us on the phone, 877-350-1818. Thank you for joining us for Episode 127 of the Late Night Vision Show. This has been the full review of the Pulsar Axion XQ38. Uh, we are, uh, man, we've, we've listed out all the reviews that we've got coming up. And there's a bunch of them, y'all. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. 
to check out every video. You can find all of our past episodes if, if you visit our website, thelatenightvisionshow.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're on the audio-only version on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, uh, please give us a gold star, thumbs up, whatever it is over there. But we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, if you want to find Jason on all the socials, uh, you can find him on Facebook and Instagram at the uh, Outdoor Legacy Gear. You can find me on Instagram at Hans ETX. That's H-A-N-S-E-T-X. Also on YouTube, uh, same theme, uh, Hans ETX. I've also got uh, Thermion XG review coming up soon. I've got the Hogster review coming up soon. I've got a lot of things. I seem to be one week behind the show here in, as far as my reviews, but y'all go uh, subscribe over there and you'll get to see a lot of through the scope videos um, and uh, a lot more talk as well. So I appreciate y'all joining us and we'll see y'all next week, right? In anybody that was a kid, and I don't know if it was the 80s or the 90s, because I don't know, prob I don't know which it was, maybe late 80s, but early 90s. If you're old enough and you know what the micro machine man is, <laughs> then that had to be like Hans's dad, because that was the fastest ending I've ever heard. He did a great job. He did not uh, step over himself and his trip on his tongue. He did a great job speed talking. Yeah, so hit all folks, the high points. He did. Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed the show. Hope it's been helpful. Uh, as like Han said, come back every week. But between now and then, between now and next Thursday, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. <laughs>